You're listening to Live Set Apart, a podcast inspiring you to embrace your unique gifts, be who God created you to be, and change the world in your unique way. I'm the host, Valerie Cote Talia, thanking you for tuning in and believing that this episode will impact your life in a meaningful way. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at I Live Set Apart. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Live Set Apart, and visit our website, LiveSetApart.com, for exciting updates. That way, you'll never miss any of our encouraging content. Live set apart. Be who God created you to be. In this episode, I talked with BJ Word, a phenomenal spoken word artist and a real wise and relatable counselor. She shared how authentically being who God created us to be frees us and the story of her journey from not being comfortable with the way God made her to boldly, confidently and freely being everything that God created her to be. She's full of so much joy and wants to bring us along with her. In fact, she's sharing 31 freedom tips throughout the month of July to help us to get there. Be sure to follow her at BJ the Counselor. Listen in. Let's just jump right out of the gate and talk about freedom. Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. You know, I've always admired you, whether you knew that or not. <laughs> but one thing that always stood out about you is that you are just free to be you. And so whether you felt that 100% oh. of the time or not, it was evident to me and it was inspiring. So oh. I know it was years ago when we first met, but all that time ago, I always looked at you as someone who was just free. So wow. it makes sense to me that the burden of your heart is for other people to be free. So just tell me a little bit about that. Wow. It is so amazing that that's the first um, topic here because I'm actually going to start doing um, short videos for the next Mm -hmm. 31 days for every day in July, a video a day, and it's going to be 31 uh, freedom tips. People a freedom tip every day because so many times I think we misunderstand what freedom is, uh, what it looks like. And we, we, I think in our society now we're taking it as no boundaries at all. And that's not, freedom has a responsibility. You have something to do with it once you're free. And then so many times we have this image of freedom in front of other people, but we're not that internally, we're not mentally free. And so I think uh, it's amazing to me that you say that because for so long, during the time that I've known you, I suffered with depression. I used to have terrible um, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Um, and I was I had gone through some suicidal times, quite a wow. few. And so I was able to kind of look free in front of other people. But the real prison was on the inside of my mind. The real torture, the real slavery was happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that once I got to that place where I'm okay with me inside, um, then that is it is even more you know, evident now externally. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's where my burden comes from is trying to help other people to really, really live in the freedom that God has promised us. You know, he's not um, torturing you. He's not condemning you. He's not, you know, doing all these things and putting you in this bondage. So who are you to to be bigger than him and say, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in bondage whether you like it or not, God. (laughs) And that's what some of us do. So when I strive for freedom, I want it all. I want it mental, emotional, physical, physical, spiritual. I want to be free in every area. Financial, Mm -hmm. I don't want any bondage, period. So that's kind of where I stand with that. And that's what um, the 31 Freedom Tips will be about in July. Well, I'm excited about that. I'm absolutely excited. I want to know more about how you got to this place where you are free to be. And Mm -hmm. like I said before, I've met you so many years ago. And when I looked at you, you looked free to me. But internally, maybe you weren't free. So how did you get 
get from that place to where you are now? And what was it? Was there a struggle going on while we were seeing you as free, but you weren't free at all? Such a conflict. Yes, there was so much struggle and conflict going on. I think for so long, I lived the way that I thought other people wanted me to live. I lived in a way that was more comfortable for other folks. I think trying to be less of myself, (laughs) so to speak, or thinking that if I'm quieter, if I'm not as bold, if I'm not, you know, the type of person that always speaks out, um, maybe people will like me more. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, it'll be easier to get a man if I'm not as verbal Mm. and as vocal. Okay. Maybe I'll I'll be married if I'm that quiet, shy Mm. type. Um, And that's a torturing way to live, you know, Um, just basically being a people pleaser Mm -hmm. for so long. And it it, it was a struggle. It was a fight. I had to fight to get to this place of peace. It, it, It came um, at the cost of war. It mm-hmm. just really did. And But it was worth it. You know, every single step was worth it. And so I, I had to get to a place, first of all, where I understood my purpose. Mm-hmm. What am I here for? Okay. <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? Why did God create me this way? Why am I the person mm-hmm. that feels this fire on the inside to say something? Why am I the person that, that wants to speak truth? Okay. Speak truth right. to power. Why am I that person? Why am I that person that's going to be vocal and that's going to speak up and that's going to say, Hey, this isn't right. We need to do something else. Mm-hmm. Why am I like that? You know? And <laughs> once I understood that we all have a purpose, we mm-hmm. all have a place. We are all created a certain way for a reason. And if you're sitting up here trying to be the engine when you were made to be the steering wheel mm-hmm. and you don't understand the purpose of the steering wheel, you're going to be, you know, in constant conflict with yourself. Once I got to the place where I was like, oh, that's why I'm this way. <laughs> because the way when I'm being authentically me, that's when people see God in me. They mm-hmm. can't see him with all they see is BJ when I'm sitting up here trying to be like somebody else. Okay. Right. When I'm being the version of me that he created, when I'm being the person that he created, that's how they see that that side of God in me. You know, I think that we limit God so often and don't realize that he's a God of variety. Uh, We have so many different type of fruits. We have so many different species of just fish. Okay, that's just one animal. They haven't even discovered all of the different types of fish in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So that just shows you that God is a God of variety. He could have just made one type of fish. He could have just made one type of fruit. He could just made apples. Okay. He didn't just make apples, oranges, bananas, grapes. He made a whole bunch of different type of apples. Exactly. (laughs) Purpose behind the way that each and every one of us was made and created. And I think part of my journey, a big part of my journey has just been discovering that I am a, a the type of person who comes in into contact with a lot of people who are in conflict within themselves. Mm-hmm. And so getting to a place where I am free to be who I am, it frees other people to be who they are. Um, just something as simple as going on a solo trip. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who on the flip side of that were like, man, I, I didn't even think about doing something like that. How did you get the courage to do that? And by showing that they had the courage to do it, you know? Right. And so I'm made like I'm made for a reason. Mm-hmm. And now that I've accepted that I'm made like I'm made for a reason some people are going to accept me some people are going to reject me because right. of it and that's okay right absolutely okay i for one could not imagine i mean who would bj word be if her personality wasn't <laughs> what it is right. and so <laughs> and i've been i've been there too i've been in that place i've been in situations where i'm like okay don't say anything because everybody's gonna roll their eyes because you mm-hmm. want things that you i believe in doing things in excellence everyone mm-hmm. isn't there yet and you know mm-hmm. i've sat on my my hands and I've bitten my tongue several times because I didn't want to 
you know, be Valerie. You know, they know Valerie is going to say something about this. But when I do speak up or do whatever needs to be done, not only do I feel better, as you just said, mm-hmm. but it makes things better. So, right. and it's not like, okay, I'm perfect. It is what it is. It's right. just me take right. it or leave it. But the essence of who we are, that is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> That's how God created exactly. us and yeah. the world needs it. Yeah. And, and and you, you know, said something so important about it. it's not just why well, I'm, I'm me and I'm perfect and, you know, just take it as, you know, it is what it is. But part of freedom is is even having the room to grow, you know, yeah. just giving yourself the to being free to say, OK, I don't have it all together. So let me see how much better <laughs> I can become. You know, let me be a better woman tomorrow. That's that is freeing that, you know, just knowing that, yeah, I'm here, but I still got a way to go, too. You know, yes, exactly. Well, girl. You have this burden and you're tasked with speaking into the lives of others. And God gifted you to be able to pull this off in a variety of ways. And when I think about that, it's it's almost like, you know, the saying, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because God is just so amazing in that way where he already knows the purpose. He already knows why he birthed us in, mm-hmm. in the earth. And he already knows the plans that he has for us. We have to, you know, grow into what it is that he has put us here for. And we discover these things that we're actually operating in. We've had these gifts in us all along. I mean, Mm -hmm. he prepared us for it Mm -hmm. from the beginning. And it's just so beautiful how it works out that way. And especially in your story. Because, I mean, your gift was obvious. When I first met you, I believe it was during a performance. So what are, and you have other gifts too. So what are some of your gifts, BJ? I think that um, definitely I have a prophetic gift. And I think that that is dominant. um, And it just comes out in a lot of different ways. You know, you know, as I even just think about that question, I think you can express a prophetic gift in different ways. So, you know, sometimes even when it comes out as poetry or spoken word, it's still a prophetic gift. You know, mm-hmm. there have been times when I would write a poem and somebody would come up to me and say, oh my God, that's exactly what I was going through. It's like God told you to say that. Well, he did, you know? <laughs> and so there were, there's a long time that I didn't realize that that's what was happening. But even when I write now, I say, okay, you know, Lord, what is it that you would have me to say to this particular mm-hmm. group of people? And mm-hmm. then I, I can take it and make it rhyme, but it's <laughs> literally his message to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens in counseling sessions. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. counseling other people, that happens when I'm teaching, it happens when I'm making a video. So I think it all hinges on, though, that prophetic gift, just hearing from him mm-hmm. and then being able to speak into the lives of other people. And I think that's also why it, it, it irritates some folks, you know, but <laughs> it, it's not. I didn't say it, you know, I'm just a messenger. (laughs) So I think that's the main thing is to just be a messenger for him and to be whatever it is that he calls me to be and and just staying true to that because for a long time I ran from it. Mm -hmm. Um, I And I just, you know, because whenever you think of prophetic gifts, you think of something weird and spooky and all of that. But yeah, from God, it's just a messenger. I know a lot of rappers that are prophetic and they don't even, may not even realize it at the time, Mm -hmm. but they're rapping about something 15 years ago that's happened happening right now yeah so um just getting to a place where I'm comfortable with that and then you know just also a gift for uh teaching and for um I I even think it comes out in administration and in Mm -hmm. how I'm able to help other people organize things Mm -hmm. um and being able to speak into people's lives that's because I'm saying what God is telling me to say to that Mm -hmm. person that's the only reason that that it works 
Right. Otherwise, he won't. <laughs> he won't. And that's the key. That is the key. And we, um, in episode one of Live Set Apart, Dr. Nina and I talked about staying connected to the vine. And you basically just said that's how you're able to operate in your prophetic gift because you go to the Lord first to see what is it that you even want me to say to your people. And he gives you the words to say. And that's how you are impactful because like you said, they're his words and you're just a vessel. You are just a vessel. We are the vessels. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, helping other people to realize that we're all vessels. He, you know, sometimes you can taste somebody's cooking and and there is macaroni, but it's just something different. Like, what did they do? You know, that's, that's, I think, I think even God flowing through that person to, to give them the recipe that sets them apart from other people. Yeah. And so you don't have to be craft. You don't have to be, <laughs> you know, Martha Stewart. You you can do it the way that he's giving you to do it, no matter what it is. I think that it's God's way of, of, of speaking through all of us, whether you're a visual artist or you write plays or you or you program computers. Some yeah. you may have a gift to be able to do that and an anointing on that that nobody else can do it like that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's literally really him pouring Mm -hmm. into you you know I think we overcomplicate that and uh, if we all can just be who he's calling us to be and just letting him flow through you in whatever way it is man the world will be such a different place yes OMBJ we must be sisters because (laughs) (laughs) you just vocalize the exact purpose of this podcast which is to get people to realize that all they need to do we do overcomplicate things all they have to do is just be who God created us to be and like you said and I know sometimes I have these idealistic you know I just have some wild big ideals and it's like if everybody in the world just caught that you know could you just imagine (laughs) There would be enough of everything for everybody if you just said, you just wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, God, what you want me to do today? How you want to flow through me today? Yeah. It would just be so different and so much better. I know. I know I'm gonna hold on to there will be a revival before the end and we will get Mm -hmm. to see that in this earth I'm just saying it now I'm gonna declare it (laughs) I'm gonna declare that that will happen your purpose is to inspire lives one word at a time I love it (laughs) and like I said before I remember you doing that since I first knew you. And so some people, they struggle with, you know, what's my purpose, Lord? What am I here for? What what, what am I supposed to do in life? You didn't have that struggle. Your struggle wasn't, so your struggle wasn't discovering your purpose, but being comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to live it out. What has that journey been like? Oh, it's been interesting. Um, just, just a, a lot of people think that BJ Word is a stage name, and Word is my real life last name. You oh know, wow! W O R D is not a stage name. That's my daddy's name. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, just early on, I've always been talkative. I, I, I was younger. My mama, I don't know if you remember uh, Barbara Walters when she, you know, when she was in her prime uh, on the mm-hmm. news. Uh, my mama, when I was younger, used to call me Beverly Barbara Walters word. She used to say it, <laughs> Barbara Walters because I talked a lot and because I was able to engage people in conversation at a very, mm-hmm. very, very young age. And I could get people to talk who normally wouldn't. And, you mm-hmm. know, folks would just say, this little girl got so much personality so (laughs) from very early on and I've been writing spoken word and poetry for a long time you know I guess I was about eight as far as I can remember the first 
solid piece of, of substance that I wrote. And my parents were like, oh, wow, you know? And so I think that coming into who I am, I even my last name, I used to not like it. Um, because kids made fun of it. I mean, word, word up, word up. I, oh, I, I got so sick of hearing that. I, I could not take it. And then my first name was Beverly. There was this little boy in elementary school that used to be like, Beverly Hills 90210, word up. He used to say it every single day. And I just hated it. And so part of just, um, you know, starting to really, really walk in my purpose was really just shaking off who uh, other people expected me to be and becoming more comfortable with who God had for me to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that journey has looked like getting to a place where it was just impossible not to. Mm-hmm. I can't not be me at this point. I come alive when I'm when I'm doing this right here. Mm-hmm. I come alive when I'm in front of somebody pouring into them. When I'm on a stage with a microphone in my hand and I'm speaking whatever God uh, had for me, I'm I'm breathing. That's mm-hmm. air for me. So uh, trying to dumb that down, trying to, well, I'm just going to keep on going to school and doing all these other different <laughs> things. And every, every little area of distraction uh, was almost like torture because mm-hmm. that's just not, you know, it, like I said, it's like trying to put the engine where the steering wheel goes and the station, uh, you know, the steering wheel where the engine goes, how far are you going to get like that? Right. You don't get very far. So it's, it's been that journey of just really learning to love myself, mm-hmm. flaws and all, uh, learning to, to embrace all of who I am, you know, sitting with those parts of me that were depressed, that were suicidal and asking myself why, you know, how did I get right here? How am mm-hmm. I going to get out? And what does this look like in terms of pouring into other people and still having self-care, all of those things. And mm-hmm. just, you know, again, realizing that if I'm not doing what it is that I was placed here to do, somebody's going to be at a deficit, somebody else, not just me, but other people as well, because you, it's, it's hinging. It's, it's a whole bunch of car people in your car. It's not just you. Right. So, you don't switch the steering wheel and the engine. You're not going to get where you need to be. And the people who were you're called to, they're not going to get where they need to be either. So I think we're, we're all, you know, we're put here for a specific purpose. And a lot of us are called to, to specific people. So mm-hmm. part, of, um, part of my journey of getting to a place where I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm comfortable walking in this. Is accepting that I'm not for everybody. You know, as much as yeah. I catch up some people hate it my purpose is designed for this particular people who are ready to take me god is speaking through me to them because he's already prepared them for the gift that i'm i'm getting ready to bring those who did not receive that he got somebody else and something else for that and that's okay so part of it is just accepting that you know this isn't all me really just take the mail and put it in the mailbox where he tell you to put it (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's really that simple yes Well, you have definitely found joy in living out your purpose. I mean, I can hear it even in our conversation now. What brings you the most joy out of it? That is an excellent question. I think there are so many different things. I think uh, off the top of my head, I would definitely say being able to see other people grow, uh, see other people benefit from, you know, what God is doing in me. I think just knowing that I'm being used by the Lord is a humbling thing. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege. Um, and so just feeling that connection, that oneness, knowing that he wants to talk to me, he wants to speak through me. He wants to use me despite all of my, you know, crap and junk and issues or whatever. I think that may bring me the most joy. You know, mm-hmm. it's just knowing that in that moment when I'm flowing, like literally God is talking through me right now. That's unbelievable that that <laughs> is 
in itself my evidence and proof that he exists. That's yes. how you can never shake me and never tell me that my faith is not accurate and it's mm-hmm. not real. Because <laughs> I know it is. I know when it's not me, you know? Mm-hmm. And we we all have talents or whatever, but um, and there are some things I'm just talented to do. But then those moments when I'm operating, you know, in the gift that God has given me, I know I can't get that reaction out of you. You know, yes. that's what I mean. So I think that brings me um the most joy. Counseling other people, definitely, you know, doing spoken word and uh, motivational speaking. I, I get joy out of all of it because it's, it changes me at the same time that it's changing mm-hmm. other people. There's never a moment when I'm not growing from it as well as other people are growing from it. The whole experience is joyful for me. <laughs> now, you kind of touched on distractions a few minutes ago, and I know that life happens and even setbacks happen, and then there are distractions all around us. What is it that keeps you focused? Because now, you know, I can hear that you are focused. You just said it's the air that you breathe to operate in your purpose. So what is it that keeps you focused? I think just um, realizing that I'm I'm on a journey for a reason. I don't have time to be distracted. You know, I don't have time to not be focused uh, on things. I have to keep the main thing. The main thing as Bishop Mm -hmm. Bronner always says. Yeah. (laughs) um, Keeping the goal ahead of me. Um, I think that one of the main things right now in this point in time that's keeping me focused is realizing that I'm on a mandate, like I'm on an assignment Mm -hmm. and I, I don't have time to dawdle around and play. Okay, I just don't. Mm. So I think that's what keeps me moving forward and knowing that there's something greater than where I am right now. You know, um, the desire for it, the want to reach it, all of that is just what keeps me going like, okay, Um, because what what does it help anybody for me to be distracted and look at all around over the place? You know, and sometimes Mm -hmm. we we look at distractions as always things that are negative, but you can have things that that are good that distract you, too. And, And for a long time, I was distracted in that way. Mm -hmm. Helping everybody with everything, just doing a look, just all over the place, doing everything and not really doing the thing that I needed to be doing, Mm -hmm. you know, so I've learned how to uh, streamline and learn how to say no and learn how to keep my eye on the goal. Mm -hmm. I think that's what helps me. Well, while we're talking about setbacks, you have a strategy on how you handle setbacks and it sounds simple but it's really not and your strategy (laughs) is to be flexible and I know I myself I'm quick to come up with plans a through z like in the moment Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay this didn't work we'll do this but I have a tendency to put God in a box in some ways because there are things that I want him to do for me that aren't happening the way that I planned or hoped. Mm-hmm. And I get frustrated. You mentioned about, you know, even being flexible and, you know, the things how God can work. Mm-hmm. And so I love your positive outlook on flexibility and setbacks. Can you mm-hmm. just share a little bit more about it? Yeah, for sure. Um, Bishop talks about this too. If you don't learn how to bend, you are going to break. <laughs> so you have to learn how to bend so that you won't break. And I think uh, in my life that has been major for me is learning how to remain flexible when something happens, when something comes up that you did not expect, you did not plan for, what are you going to do? You know, there are so many different ways to get from here to California. 
<laughs> Some you can take a million different routes to get there. But if all you're doing is thinking of this one way that you planned out, because this is the way you know in your head <laughs> and you're looking for these specific signs and you didn't account for these hurdles and all of that, it's going to delay you, you know, and your uh, your destination. And, and sometimes you may set out, you know, you're supposed to go to California and then God starts telling you the d- direction to go and it look like you on your way to New York. Um, not realizing <laughs> that it's something in New York that you need mm. and you're gonna, you won't realize you need it until you get to California. Mm. So sometimes those setbacks are really not. They, they setbacks to our plan. Mm-hmm. They're not setbacks to God's plan necessarily. You know, a lot of times our plan B, C, and D was his plan A. <laughs> it's like, you know, I put this right here on purpose because you needed to pick up some patience. You needed to pick mm. up a little bit more temperance. You need I had to get you before I could hand you this million dollars. I had to get you to a place <laughs> where those addictive tendencies on the inside of you are gone. A lot of times we don't realize the things that's really on the inside of us until you start getting blessed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes th- that big thing that people want so bad, he's delaying it because it'll it'll mess you up and it'll kill you if he give it to you at a state of immaturity, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to say, oh, I'll never do that. I'll never do this. I'll never do the other. But some stuff you just haven't been exposed to. Yes. So, um, you have to get to a place where, you know, the Lord is like taking you along this path of what looks like a setback and a fallout. And it's really not. It's just part of your growth process. Um, now, there are some things that we cause <laughs> that <Yes>. are setbacks. <laughs> um, but then even with those, you can be flexible and there's something to learn in that, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, with me, depression was a definite setback for me. You know what I mean? But it was a learning tool. Now Mm -hmm. I have something that I can use uh, even with my clients in mental health sessions. I don't just have to talk to them from a book. I can talk to you from, oh, I've been right there. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. You you know how you can get on the other side of that? You can do A, B, C, D, and E. Um, But just knowing that I jumped over that hurdle. I saw the same hurdle. I, I saw that hole right there. And I, now I'm on the other side of it. Um, That gives people a different type of hope when you're able to, to share in that and to say these were the setbacks and you don't have to necessarily give up right here just because you got this big hole in front of you. Yes. And we just have to trust. We have to trust that this huge God, mm-hmm. who this amazing God who loves us, mm-hmm. loves us to life, who created us for these purposes, and has a plan for us we have to just trust that he is in control and whatever has happened along the way it was orchestrated by him or he's going to use it even even when we do cause our own setbacks he can still use it for his glory we just have to trust that we have to trust that and we're seeing such a small fraction such a small Mm. piece of it all we see is this one tree in front of us and he's looking at this whole forest Mm. like that's just one tree (laughs) and now you have given up you've gotten discouraged and you sitting down right here just looking at this tree when there's so many different ways around this you know and if you pay attention i'm about to give you a saw because you just don't know it's going to get cold (laughs) in about two weeks and you're going to be the only one standing out here with wood. And now mm. you can sell this wood because this tree was in your way, yes. you know? And it's like, you don't even, you don't realize that at the time that you're going through it or at the time that you come up against those things. So you do have to really trust God and just remain, you know, flexible. Don't be so rigid that you can't see that there's always another path to where yes. you're trying to go. Always. Yes. <laughs> and I'm relieved that I'm, I'm now in a place where, you know, I guess, through 2020 when just seeing how short and fragile life is it's just like well it is what it is I have no other choice but to trust that you got this under control (laughs) 
like, oh, okay then. All right. Right. Um, I always say to people, you can't do nothing about what you can't do nothing about. <laughs> so if there are things that you can change, change them. But those yes. things that you can't change, you can't do anything about it. That myth of control is mm. gone. We realize that we're not in control as much as we thought we were. So you might as well just, you know, in some cases, sit back and relax and go along for the ride. Yes. Well, we touched on this earlier about just the mission of this podcast. And it's all about encouraging listeners to be who God created them to be, mm-hmm. you know, their authentic self. We want people to be their authentic self, not mm-hmm. anyone else. And a major obstacle to that, to being that person who God created us to be is comparison. And I'm going to talk about this a lot in this podcast, because mm-hmm. for one is one thing that had held me back mm-hmm. in the past. And I want listeners to know that, you know, they're not alone. If they have dealt with comparison, they're mm-hmm. they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to get past that and to overcome it mm-hmm. in order to actually do the things that God created us to do. Now, one of your struggles, and we touched on this earlier about comparison, was about the very essence was dealing with the very essence of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. And we talked about we know now that you're past that, but can you hone in a little more on how how you got past that and what, mm-hmm. what the process was like? Like, was it over years or did you just all of a sudden have a sudden awakening? Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it was over years. <laughs> it was over some time. And I don't necessarily know that you get to a place where you just quit doing that forever. Mm-hmm. You know, there are constantly just other images around you. Um, there are other, there are other, the social media is, I have a love hate relationship with social media <laughs> um, because it is, it, it's there. That's what we do. We compare ourselves to other right. people all day long. Oh, her, her butt is firmer than mine. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, her stomach <laughs> is thinner than mine. Oh, her skin lighter than mine. Oh, mm-hmm. her, her skin is darker than mine. I mean, it's just all day long. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that that is just a constant journey. I think you grow in it. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where you're not doing it in the same way or as much as before. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, it's still something that you may struggle with. You know, people mm-hmm. may struggle with. And so for me, it was a step by step thing of getting to a place where I am fully okay uh, with who I am. And so when I, you know, finally got to that space, <laughs> I don't. There's no need for me to to compare myself to someone mm-hmm. else. You know, and I think uh, a big part of it for me, too, was for this journey was just uh, realizing that I don't have to know all the things. I don't have to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a society now, especially in, in and I'm just going to say this, especially amongst uh, black women. Mm-hmm. where we feel like we have to be superwoman. Uh, you look down upon if you don't know how to sew and make the meal from scratch and clean the house from top to bottom. And this is not an old school thing. This is what us doing this, this generation right, right here, us. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I can do this, 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 and all these 15 things. And then you look mm-hmm. down on your sister. She says she don't know how to make peach cobbler. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how to make peach cobbler. Yeah. I don't even like peach cobbler. So I don't know how to make one from scratch. And guess what? I don't care. I don't have to know how to make it. Uh, I know somebody that know how to make it real good. So if I have a friend or, you know, I get married and he like peach mm-hmm. cobbler from scratch and sugar, I show know where to get you one uh, from. I am not, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's okay for it to not be my thing because it may be my sister's thing. Mm-hmm. And I think just getting to that place where you are able to say, well, girl, I don't know how to do that. 
and being okay with not knowing how to do that. Uh, perfectionism was a problem for me for so long. Mm. And I didn't realize that that was come from, coming from comparing myself to other people. I didn't even like making a mistake in front of other people. Um, when I would go to the studio to record spoken word, I would just drill myself before that because I didn't want to even make any mistakes in front of the producer. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? It's rehearsal. Right. That's what it's for. You're supposed to make <laughs> mistakes, you know? And I think that, you know, just getting to a place where I'm like, okay with that, realizing that my mistakes are here to help me to learn something and realizing that I don't have to be a hundred at all of the things. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I'm not trying to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. So if I can hone this skill that I do have and focus in on the gift that I do have, it keeps you from being scatterbrained and it keeps me from looking over here saying so-and-so is doing such and such better than me. Well, then good for that person. They're doing it at the level that they're supposed to do it. I just need to do it on a level that I'm supposed to do it on. Right. I love it. I love it. BJ, we are out of time. All right. (laughs) Before we go, could you share a word to encourage our listeners to either discover or walk out or to just continue operating in their God designed purpose? Absolutely. Uh, To those listeners, I would just say it is so worth it um, to be who God authentically created you to be. Um, When you, it is only, I believe, when you are being who he purposed you to be, that other people can see him on the inside of you. That is really, really what I believe. So it's it's worth it. Every single thing that you have to go through in order to get to that point is worth it for you. And it's worth it when you get ready to share with others. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Live Set Apart, help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the podcast. That way we can keep making great episodes for you to listen to. And it helps other people find us too. If you've got a question for me or my guests or a topic you'd like to hear covered, email me at Valerie at Live setsapart.com and follow on Instagram at I live set apart for regular inspiration. Thank you for tuning in until next time live set apart. Be who God created you to be.